of funding is going to go directly to black businesses so that we can rebuild our own community. We're in this time right now where they have already threw all this on us. Oppression, drugs, guns, all of that. That's what's trying You know I gotta throw a biblical invocation in this thing. And Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way that he should go. Stop there. Depart. What's the deal? What's the deal, man? Paula taking the podcast. We back again. Here with another one. You ain't got it already, man. Go download that Politic and Roku app and that Apple TV app, man. Check us out on politicandbroadcastingnetworks.com for all our content, man. If you want to tap in, you know, be, be a, come a, become a part of the network, man. Just hit us up there, politicandbroadcastingnetworks.com. So what's the deal, man? We got Cherie, Yajiketit, Alvin. We finna get it in, man. Talk about all this uh, COVID stuff, man. So I don't know oh, what's man. going on out there in Chicago, Cherie, man. But in L.A., L.A. County, man, they're talking about bringing back the, the stay-at-home restrictions. You know, oh. so everybody is uh, – t- businesses are, are shutting down at 10 o'clock p.m. And it's supposed to be a curfew from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., Daily, uh, it's it's crazy out here, man. How's how is it out there? It's about the same, to be honest. I don't know if y'all heard about um our little Miss Mayor Lower you like it, but she don't play. Um, as soon as they spike, they have us on a stay-at-home advisory. So right now, um, she's it's a suggestion. They're asking. For us to only go out for like essentials, like grocery store work, school, if you go to school in the building. But also, what's funny is while they say it's an advisory, they close down indoor dining. Um, so going to the restaurants, you can't really go to a restaurant unless you kind of go outside of the Chicago area. But even in other places in Illinois, it's shut down. So what it is, the restaurants aren't completely shut down. They, they're able to do like deliveries and stuff, but you know, a lot of people want to go out to the restaurant. Um, so we're essentially on the same thing. I'm not certain about the curfew, um, so I won't lie about that. But the last time they put up on the curfew, they stopped all public transportation overnight. So like, if you worked overnight, you was just SOL until everything started back running. Uh. <laughs> so, how did they do that? So, with, with no, like the Ubers and Lyfts, they were shut down too? Oh, well, yes. That was another thing. It was hard to get Ubers and Lyfts. So, that was on a restriction as well. So, nobody was supposed to be, like, the last time they put us on a restriction like that, Ubers and Lyfts weren't supposed to be um, going either. Um, but I'm not 
hundred percent sure because I know some people took Ubers and Lyfts, but I think it was restricted as well because um, my ex-husband he works overnight, so he ended up having to come over here because he could only get a ride from somebody who lived near my house because he wasn't able to get home like at all. Like he couldn't walk all the way to the west side, and he works on the south side, so that was really crazy. Like he couldn't get home until like buses and trains started running at like seven o'clock in the morning. So everything stopped at 10, but they, they haven't gone yeah, that extreme. Crazy. But last time it was, it was real. So it was I, real. Alvin, you, Alvin yeah. you, you out there in Palmdale, man. So how, how is the whole temperature out there in Palmdale with this? It, that's LA County. Or is Antelope yeah. Valley? It's Stone County. Yeah. How does that work? So, because we're still a part of LA County, but we're on like the very outskirt where you know you go two miles out of Lancaster and Kern County. Uh, the both mayors they've been kind of like petitioning over and over and over, and I mean this has been the whole year to keep things kind of going smooth because our COVID cases aren't as high as the remainder of LA County. <laughs> so for example, like our restaurants, dining inside is is no question. You can't do it whatsoever. But they bought tents at every single restaurant, even your mom and pop restaurant that just has like a storefront door to a certain extent. You have like a little cover. As long as there's a cover over where you're sitting people, they can take their mask off. They can also eat freely. And there's like really nothing going wrong, but it's one of the biggest like complaints because you can do everything but play sports inside of a building. And they've made, um, you know, kind of like new rules out here to like people can kind of just live their life. Like our malls are open now. Um, the curfew thing is going to suck because I can't lie. I walk and run early in the morning. So I, I'm kind of like looking forward to it, but not looking forward to it. Like if it's, 5:45, and I go out for my run. Like I really want to get pulled over. Like, hey, what are you doing? Get in the house. Like, I want to. I, I don't want to say I want the the bad result from it, but I would love to be checked. Like, you really see me running in this 15 minutes before quote unquote curfew in the morning. Like that's stupid. But nothing, nothing, nothing has affected us um, as much as you would think within the remaining LA County. Man, yeah, this is crazy, man. So, Yajiketi, what's your thoughts on this, man? Man, I think that this is, if this ain't, this is a bunch of BS. I, I, I don't, I get, it. I get it, man. COVID is real. COVID is real. But these restrictions, these ain't restrictions. This is martial law. I don't care what nobody said. This is martial law. This ain't no restrictions. This is martial law. They 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 putting you on a curfew, and, and like they don't know what's going on with COVID. They don't know what's going on with COVID. They just making up things as they go. Like I don't get. Somebody got to explain to me how it's cool to eat in a tent, where the chairs aren't pushed six feet apart. And you preaching six feet apart. And it's cool to take off your mask to eat. But like you can't walk around like Alvin was saying. You can't you can't go run without a mask on. 
but you can sit and eat without a mask on. You can go dine. You can sit outside and dine without a mask on. Like this is man. If y'all don't man, I'm I still I need to figure out what the name of that show is. I gotta ask my wife. There's a show on TV that's talking about all this right now as we speak, and we living out. Telling y'all, telling y'all, revelations. This is a, this is some straight up BS with a capital B and an S in it. <laughs> What's the deal, Ronnie? Man, HMS four twenty. What's going on, What's man? Yeah, I'm just laughing, man. It's uh it's definitely, you know, that last part of what he said, I could agree with. You know, a bunch of BS going on, not with the not whether the disease is real or not, or, you know, the validity, the validity, validity of what's going on right now, you know, but it just seems odd. Like you said, it's certain times that you don't have to wear a mask and you certain times that you do. So having a 10 o'clock curfew is the coronavirus going to stop spreading because it's 10 o'clock. Like, I don't understand that logic. I, I, I want to make sense of that. What Say sense does it make to stop something? What sense does it make to dine outside? Does the coronavirus not spread while it's outside? Like, what what is the dynamic of that? I don't understand that part. Like, these restrictions and some of these rules, they're really not making a lot of sense. Why is the mall, it's okay for the mall to be open where people are likely going to be, especially in a packed mall like Ontario Mills, people are going to be next to each other. It's packed. So why is it okay for that to be open, but I can't eat at a restaurant as long as the tables are six feet apart? It's just not, it's just not being, it's not consistent to me. What's going on is not consistent at all. Hey, hey, check this out though. Check this out. So I went to a, st- I ain't going to name the store. I keep the uh, store on hush, but we all have all seen the stores. <laughs> and I went to the store and the store told me I have to wear a mask, right? It's a sign that says uh, you have to wear a mask if you want to go into the store. Okay, cool. I had to return something. So. I put on my mask. And then you look under the fine print. It says, if you are two or under, you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> so my thinking is, just like Ronnie said, the coronavirus, it's real. But also the coronavirus is the smartest disease in the world. It is the smartest disease <laughs> in the world because it knows that that I'm only going to I'm only going to um, give you COVID between six and ten o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> six and ten at night, and it knows if you two years or uh, younger, you don't have to wear a mask. So I'm not going to bother you. I'm only going to bother three year olds and higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's real. I think that the I think that the whole goal of this though is to shut down nightlife. It's a lot of underground parties. You know, it's like pro- prohibition. Back when they, when they shut down and they had prohibition in America, nightlife was popping more than ever. They had the little speakeasies and everybody was still drinking their liquor and having their shit. And now the government tried to shut down everything and everybody's still having their parties, renting out Airbnbs and doing private stripper parties. And all this is under the table. And guess what? They ain't getting cut in. They ain't getting no taxes. They ain't getting none of that. So I think that it's more just an attempt to, to shut down the nightlife, you know, by saying, hey, it's 10 o'clock. What are you doing out? You know, so it's just an excuse 
for them to, to try to stop, you know, what is modern day prohibition, you know, with, with the nightlife because niggas is going to find a way to party. Niggas is going to find a way to turn up. It's, it's going to happen whether you, you like it or not. Yeah, but and you know, so it's are, y'all, are y'all going to, are y'all Go going to no, family no, house for Thanksgiving? No, nah, I'm staying home. Are, are y'all going to food. family house for Thanksgiving? No, nah, yeah, I'm nah. cooking for the Go first ahead. time in my young adult life. I'm going to cook my own my own family's Thanksgiving. I'm going to invite nobody and tell them that my door is open. If you don't have anywhere to eat, there'll be a plate for you type of deal. As far as within the, like, the media fam. But I'm not worried about going anywhere because nobody wants to do anything. My grandparents are like 81, 82, no, 80, 82 and 83. I'm begging them to come out the house so that we can like see them and enjoy, you know, what's left of their life. And they're so afraid of getting COVID. They're like, no, they won't even come out to the front door and like wave at the kids. They rather do FaceTime on the phone and the iPad. So I'm like, there's no one I really feel like I need to go see to, you know, like enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, low key, I feel like this is probably the year that we all should probably really, really, really stay home. And enjoy it. And um, yeah, as you can't know, I've been telling him, like, I've been trying to I've been trying to support 32 families out here in my community by just providing the bird, the traditional mac and cheese, the uh, mashed potatoes, the stuffing, gravy, cranberry sauce, like a candle, a board game. My daughters do art like what's behind me over there. I'm adding one of those in there like you guys can do it like. I ain't got anything extra going on in my life, but I know there's a chance of hope that people can can come back to a reality like, hey, 2019 is never coming back. We knew that when 2020 started, before Kobe died, before COVID was real, or before it was crazy like this. So most people are still sitting there getting caught up in their brain like, oh my God, what are we going to do next? Like, am I going to be able to go into the mall and Black Friday shop? Like, are they going to shut down the, the state before that happens because I need to make sure my son or daughter has a PS5 or a hoverboard or, or six pairs of kicks that they're not going to get to wear anywhere because they can't go to school. I mean, they're all everybody is just torn between a rock and a, or not torn, but stuck between a rock and a hard place about like y'all, like y'all said, a bunch of BS that's being force fed to us. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try really hard to be an example this year of like not being on my phone not doing a bunch of posts on Instagram or Facebook, you know, maybe take one picture if they ask me to, as far as like as the family at the table table or whatever, but just enjoy them. Cause this stuff is, is real. Like the mental health part, the fact that we're crazy internally to stay home. Hey, listen, I, I, I figured out what the name of the show is. We live in our hands made tale. That's what the name of the show is. Okay. We live in our hands made tell. Mm. That's what it is. Now, going back to Thanksgiving, <laughs> this dude, Gavin Newsom, let's get this right. This dude said, if you hang out with your family, you can only have three households. So really two households because your household and two more households, right? And you have to write down all their information for tracking. What? Like, so if my mama and my daddy come over, listen, mama and daddy, I need I need your driver's license. I need I need all your information so they can come try to knock on my door 
and, and get your information. Man, y'all, nope. I ain't having Thanksgiving with nobody because I ain't writing nobody's information down because, you know, snitches get stitches. I ain't telling nobody nothing. <laughs> well, for me, it's a couple of milestones um, for this upcoming holiday season. So, newsflash, Miss Cherie is expecting so that's number one. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's the other part because this is somebody I've been seeing for over a year. And this is like, will be the first time my mom and everyone meets them. So I was like, uh, yeah, that's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I always go to my mom's house. That's, that's tradition. And I've still been around my mom and that's largely the only person I've been around outside of him. So it was just like, no, I'm still going over my mom's house. It's just that my extended family that normally comes over there is not. So it's only going to be her immediate family, which is myself, my two um, children outside of the womb and my brother, um, my nephew and my niece that actually lives in Minnesota. So that's it. Um, I don't know if she's still coming though, but I know my nephew that lives with my brother, he's supposed to be coming with him and that's it. So it's, it's largely those three, <laughs> those three households. That's it. So it's just like, mm, that's not stopping. We, that, that tradition is not going to end. And my kids already, it's been enough taken. I need some semblance of normalcy. So, um, Plus, my mom is usually pretty careful. So it was already canceled with the rest of the family that normally pops in. So we're not expecting any extra visitors. So. Shit. I might hit a couple, two, three, two, three houses or something, you know. I might bounce around and get two or three plates, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got nobody cooking for me. So, you know, I'm going to probably have to do that. So. COVID ain't about to stop me from giving me a plate or two or three. You know what I mean? Ain't no way in hell I'm about to not go down because of that COVID. If, if I'm going to not celebrate or if I'm going to not participate or whatever, it's going to be for other reasons. You feel me? It ain't got nothing to do with no COVID. So, you know, that's just my take on it this whole time. I mean, the first two months I was really afraid and scared, you know, about when the shit first came around. I was tripping, but Right. After a couple of months, I was like, man, fuck this shit. Like, of course, I'm going to take my normal measures, but I always wash my hands all the time anyway. I keep hella sanitizer on me anyway. I don't like touching doors when I go to the bathroom in public any motherfucking way. I don't like touching nothing. I I, I, I don't. I grab a napkin when I pump my gas. I've been doing that shit for the last 20 years of my life. I, this is normal shit I do. So, of course, I take the normal measures. I wear my mask, but I ain't about to be restricted. Fuck that. I got one of these to live. No. I know my turkey don't got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right. That part. I feel it, man. That part. Well, for me, man, it it, it ain't... The, the holidays ain't been the same for a while, man. It was a big blow-up at my grandma's house on Thanksgiving a few years ago, man. And ever Damn. since then, man, the family's been doing their own thing anyway. Because nobody wants the drama at their house. So for me, it's just normal. You know, I'm going to grab a plate for my parents, probably cook myself, 
and, and probably keep it pushing, man, as far as that goes. But the the stay, stay Safe at Home initiative, Governor Newsom is talking about if the, the COVID numbers reaches 4,500 a day or 2,000 hospitalizations a day, that he's going to reinstitute the stay at home order in California for three to four weeks. How do y'all feel about that? You know, being back on lockdown and if you got to have your essential paperwork to be outside if you get pulled over by the police. Oh, you How does that make y'all feel? Man. Are we going backwards? That's the, what was that? When they did that shit the first time, <laughs> wasn't nobody really standing there. Like, I mean, Pete, I, I, I was expecting to go outside and see an empty road and see nobody outside. But it was normal motherfuckers going outside, like going to the store and driving around. I, you know, I was nervous and shit, but I was looking around. I'm like, everybody on this shit. Like, so we live in San Bernardino County, so I, I don't know if it's different how uh, how LA County <laughs> operate, but I ain't never been pulled over or asked to see no paperwork while I was outside. Like, I don't know. I think they're saying this, but they don't really actually make. I guess they're not really, really being strict about it. Maybe they'll do it different this time, but from the last time, it wasn't strict like that. Out here, now here it got serious. Yeah, like it, it, it got it got to the point where once it got dark, they just almost like as if they were still trying to like keep their quota up. It was like one, two, three, all right, pull that person over. Where are you going and why are you out? And if you said you were just getting off of work, where do you work? What's your normal shift? What's your what's your manager's name? You know what I mean? Like little stuff where you were like, You're really pressing me. Like I'm saying I'm coming from work, I'm going home, but it was more or less to kind of strike fear into everybody. Like, if you don't need to be out, don't be out. And it was more or less on the on the nighttime side of it all. Like during the day, like Ronnie said, it was almost embarrassing because they said, "Oh my gosh, you you shouldn't go into stores. You know, work on that whole uh, mobile uh, Walmart pickup stuff, or have your 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 food and everything delivered to you." The lines are wrapped around the building. Like Costco had a full line. That went around the entire building to where you got in line and saw the people waiting to go in on right next to you. But yet that once again, no six feet distance, uh, no hand sanitizer was available right then at, at the time. So I feel like it's just mind control. Like if we get put back into lockdown, then everybody's going to start believing that um, things aren't where it should be, that the vaccination is coming, but they don't have control over it. And then it's going to be. Like y'all said, martial law, like there's going to be much, much more to fight for than it is to sit back and, and take. So get your guns, hide your wives, hide, hide your children. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing about these curfews and stuff, I, I, it's a whole mess to me. It's like, how do you tell me that I can't go out or try to regulate me, make it sure like, are you my mom? Are you my dad? Like, you really trying to make sure I'm going straight to work? It, it, Like, in Chicago, I didn't hear about anybody getting stopped. But it was amazing because everybody who was an essential worker was, like, posting their letter on Facebook. Like, showing that they had their essential and they have to be able to be out. But it still showed their shift. They, they had to have it because they were told to keep it on their person in case it was... Um, requested of them and I'm sorry it just reminded me of freedom papers from slavery times like for real so you're checking when I'm supposed to be out if I'm not 
Um, I know for me, when everything was in full swing, I ended up ordering food for the very reason that Alvin brought up the long lines at like Sam's Club, which is the equivalent of Costco here. And we do have a Costco as well. But they had super long lines. They suggested six feet apart, but no one was six feet apart. The only thing separated people was the cart. Um, and it was just too much. It was like the hustle and bustle of going to the store was even more hectic. And then as far as all the, these rules about stay at home, I know their goal is to minimize person-to-person contact. But the problem is at some point people are going to come in contact with other people. So you really can't regulate that. The whole problem with this virus is that it was allowed to get out of control to this point. So now I feel like everything else is just guesswork and they use it as an excuse to like shut down everybody, shut down or minimize everyone's activity. So it's just once again, a control thing, more than a mind control thing, just a control thing, period. Yep. Because kids are going to be the ones most affected, like I keep on saying, and the fact that they're going to go against everything that's being said to them anyway and be rebellious, wait until they get old enough to say, well, you know what, I'm not caring what you say, or I'm going to vote whoever I want in the office or all that. Like These 17-year-olds that they want to vote in four years, it's going to be a huge issue. Because, I mean, even the 13-year-olds right now, like my daughter turns 13 next month. I know when four years go by, she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Dad, I'm ready to vote, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to fuck some shit up, like straight up." And it's not even gonna be, um, it's not even gonna be a non highly educated type of uh, uh, plan or anything like that. But they're gonna all come together, and they're either going to push us in a direction that we never thought, or they're going to basically just put a stop to where the world thinks they're going, and then we're screwed even worse than we are now. That's why we have to like have some type of faith. Like, like I say, me and y'all joke about it all the time. Like, more people are afraid to admit that they know that they're going to die one day because everybody will. They just don't want to die tomorrow. But if they have faith, they know that when they go to bed, it's up to God regardless. Exactly. Hey, man. Hey, man. Like I said, hands may tell. That's what we're living in right now. We're living in the hands, man. And my whole my whole thing is this. I just try to look at it as simplify it as much as I can. So, okay, like like we saying, okay, you may not have the six feet thing. Okay, cool. No six feet. All right. Hand sanitizer may not be around you. Okay, cool. All right. Carry some hand sanitizer on you. You know, my boy Mayor uh, Armstrong, Alvin. You know, his dad hooked me up with some hand sanitizer that I can put on my keychain. So I'm, I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I got that. But if a mask is supposed to be so protective, what does it matter? What does it matter if you're not six feet, if a mask is supposed to be doing its job, right? What does it matter if, if let's say, I, I feel that the mask works, right? I got my mask on. Alvin don't got his mask on. I should still be protected, right? Because I got my mask on. It don't matter what he do. I got my mask on. So obviously the mask ain't working because I see a lot of people walking around in San Bernardino County with these masks on and and, and people still getting sick. So therefore, you walking around with a mask on ain't really helping you out. It's probably getting you more sick because you ain't you ain't getting 
normal like normal symptoms and everything like that, you blocking your face. So I I, I don't get it. This dude, this dude Newsom, he on he on some he on some stuff, but he just got caught. Let's get this right. He want to shut down L.A. County, but he just got caught going to somebody's house, hugging on him. And he comes out and he goes, well, you know, I got to start practicing what I preach, huh? <laughs> Get the freak out. Yeah, it was. a. He did. He got caught at a dinner. I think it was uh, more than 15 people. Nobody was wearing masks. They were all uh, hugging and within the six feet. And he got caught red-handed. And this is after he came out earlier that day talking about coronavirus and how we all need to stay at home for the holidays. So that guy is a hypocrite. I, I never voted for him. And I definitely am going to try to get this guy out the first chance that we can. He has to go. Definitely. But uh, it, it's a, it's been a crazy year for uh this unemployment, this EDD stuff, man. But it looks like it's all coming to an end, man. So if you did all that fraud stuff, man, at the top of the year, they're going to be coming for you. <laughs> but December 26th, De- December 26th is the ending date for the pandemic unemployment um, initiative. So it doesn't look like, yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to renew it. So December 26th, all the unemployed uh, people that's been getting this pandemic money is going to be over with. And it's looking like the pandemic is nowhere near over with. But the unemployment is about to be over with. It looks like closures are going to start again. Businesses are going to have to shut down again. But then you're taking away the money. So I don't know how this is going to work. What do y'all see as far as taking away unemployment, but then shutting down businesses and trying to go back into a hole and stay safe at home order? How is that going to work? You got to pay the people. Well, to be honest, now, you know, a lot of that is tied to this election. And a lot of it is tied to what the president and the other, um, you know, the other parties do in the House and the Senate, because they're the ones who pass these benefits. Now, it's a bigger question on whether or not Trump will sign another bill, because remember, we never got another stimulus, which was supposed to extend these benefits. And, you know, after this, uh, even before the election, all the talks broke down, everything broke down. Nothing went through. Democrats were really trying to push a lot of stuff through. And now with the end of the, the election and the sitting president is not elected um, for another term. Now, you know, he's not going to sign anything. and He's not going to push for anything to make him look good at this point. So if it's depending, you know, with the Senate at the House, they'll have to just agree and push some stuff through. But given the fact that they haven't done that before, I don't see anything happening until the new people are all sworn in. So unfortunately, we're going to go through some tough times unless the House and the Senate really join together to push some things through to help Americans in their time of need. I know or right maybe. after the holiday season, too, you know, it's like people going to be out here trying to make Christmas happen with no money. And then you know, they're really going to be broke after this holiday season going in. In the 2021. Exactly. But that was the plan, though, wasn't it? 
wasn't that wasn't it the plan to cut out middle class completely this year? Wasn't the plan to make sure that those that couldn't stay afloat independently would basically kill themselves or fall off on their own and you know consume themselves, so to speak? Because I mean, if if we all were partners in our own grocery or not even grocery store, because that could be essential when everything locks down. But if we weren't, well, actually it depends because not every, like out here, not every grocery store was able to stay afloat. So like you had black owned grocery stores that had to be shut down. You had uh, Asian grocery stores that had to be shut down, but Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club, Albertsons, Vons, Stater Brothers, they were able to stay, uh, stay on or stay open. But I'm just thinking that if it's the 26th, the day after Christmas, smart people aren't going to spend everything they got on Christmas this year. But some people are going to say, well, if this is the last one until we don't know when, I guess we better write it out and let it be what it is and buy them everything that they feel like they deserve and then just figure it out when January comes or February and hoping that they can stay afloat until their taxes come, not knowing that some of the stimulus might end up coming out of our taxes. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why more people don't see that this was something that was set up from the very jump. Cause why even December, to be honest, like why not do it in November? Why not do it in October? Why even let us let those of us on unemployment think that things can get better when they know it was never going to get better, they ne- they still haven't even given or given given the vaccination to more than what New York and who else, fifty states. Why why New York? Because all the cases, blah blah blah. We got more suicides than we got cases out here in in Palmdale, and we haven't had anybody step up and try to help with mental health. So it's like it's all a ploy to keep us down. We're we're just sheep getting let off the edge of the cliff. And I would say. Uh, to that as well like you well some of us you knew that it was going to end right like, you can't you can't act like oh you oh you like it was just a shot in the dark like oh my gosh they're going to stop they're going to stop doing this they they told you from the beginning when when they re-signed they stopped it and they brought it back and they said it was only going to be for like three months it was said it was going to end by January. So you already knew that it was going going to end. Now, you didn't know that we were going to go back on lockdown. No, we didn't know that. But you got it goes back to that little uh, – I'm going back to some kids' reference because my, um, my, my kids is um, two and three. But on Coco Melon, there's this little thing where the ants were – gathering all their food and then the grasshopper was playing and everything like that and it's like oh the sun is always going to be out and then all of a sudden winter hit and that grasshopper didn't even have nothing to eat and the ants had all the food so then the grasshopper had to come knock on the uh, ants door and be like yo can I get some food that's what's going on you already knew that it was going to end and some of us we didn't prepare right and now we got to knock on some other people's door and hoping, you know, Joe do something. And if Joe don't do nothing, then we stuck, you know. So is it is it fair that that it ends? Nah, heck no. 
Like, bring it back. Your boy, I got I got let go of my job in February. You know, I've been I've been grinding since February. You know what I'm saying? I was on my job for five years and they they let me go. And I haven't missed a mortgage payment. Why? Because I had to find a way myself, you know. And when they took that money away and they were like, nope, no more. You ain't getting it. I had to go to myself and go, okay, cool. If they don't bring this back, if they ain't putting an extra $300 on my unemployment, which what they were giving me on unemployment at first, didn't even cover half my bills, how am I going to make a way for my family? Exactly. A lot of people were in a bad state, and it, it, it was different. Um, my experience was definitely different. I was more in a panic, to be honest, because I had been laid off before, mm-hmm. and that was during that 08 uh, economic downturn. So I ca- caught the last of it because I used to work in research, and I was out of work for four years. So um, the job I was working when I got laid off back in, like, it was the end of March of this year. I was working that job and I got laid off like right before my two year anniversary. So that was kind of a a kick as well. But I literally, literally got a job um, under the wire. So right when, like in Chicago, they first ended the extra 300 a week on the unemployment. Um, I want to say in July and I started my new job in August. So it was literally right under the wire for me. And they were not, they, the unemployment does not, it's not even built to help pay a portion of the bill. Like, not even a portion. Like, not even, like, to cover rent for me, like, it would just barely cover that. And may, I would have to play um, any, many, money more, pick which bill I would pay. Yeah. Like without the extra three hundred, they don't really care about you making it or who's out of work. Um, I know a lot of people who were in the hospitality industry, like whether it be hotels, working in restaurants, is waiting hostess staff and things like that, who are um put out of work and then having a hard time finding a job because they spend most of their time in the hospitality industry. And that's another thing when you get laid off and trying to get a different job or try to get into a different industry. People are reluctant to look at the skills. They look at the industry you worked in and go, oh, you don't fit your position. But they don't look at your skills. So it becomes harder for these people to find something else to make it. And then when they run out of unemployment benefits, because this stuff don't last, I think you only get up to a year, maybe. And if you need help beyond that, then you got to lean on maybe state benefits, some, and, and, and that's even less. Chicago, like I remember um, when I did exhaust unemployment, I, and it's based on your kids because you can't really get the ten F uh, money with the uh, with the state without like you don't get a lot. I think I got maybe three hundred a month plus um, like food stamps at the time. That's not enough for you to survive on anything. So that's assuming you have like Section Eight or some other benefits to pay rent. Otherwise, you are forced to like either be on the street or have to be at the mercy of hopefully family or somebody that'll let you live with. So it's like, once you exhaust everything, you just SOL. Basically, it's going to be uh, uh, definitely a, a bigger effect 
you know what people think um if if they don't uh do something uh-huh. general um, release um i think i mean it just it's it's just going to cause you know crime to go up yeah I mean, niggas is starving i mean what are they going to do are they going to sit here and starve or are they going you know self preserve and, and go take it from someone else i mean not saying that it's the right mentality to have or it's the right action to take, but let's look at the reality of the situation. There are some people out there that uh, unemployment was the only was was their only way to survive during this pandemic because the thing that let's say someone's been working at a certain job or a certain doing a certain occupation for 10, 15 years, and that's all they know. And then this company closes down or this particular skill closes down to where they can't get other employment or, or you know, sufficient enough employment to cover their expenses. You know, taking the unemployment away from them, you know, you're kind of forcing their hand. What else are you going to do? So I don't think they ha- they're going to have to definitely come up with something if they do want to keep things normal and keep things sane. Otherwise, you're going to have people doing things that maybe they don't want to do, or maybe they they're forced to do in order just to survive. You know, you know, stay afloat. So, I think they got to do something. whoever signing off on this shit or whoever has the final say. They need to get it together and do something about that. Hey, Caleb, what's like this? Man, I told y'all, man. Yeah. The Hunger Games, no, what, man. I, I told you about the Hunger Games. Yep. yep. I was just about to ask you, I was like, didn't you also say that there was supposed to be some type of plan in place that after Biden gets sworn in, that if you do get into a, a poverty-stricken type of situation, that you can uh, sign up for this, like, like uh, a, a program that they take care of you, but you, you like, lose certain freedoms and certain things or whatever, like, you get X amount. I, I I gotta find where I, I either you told me or my barbershop talk from last or two weeks ago. But it was supposed to be like it's it's supposed to be a combination like something separate from the county support, but something just like it. Where okay, I have a card. I'm getting this type of general relief, and I'm only able to do so much with my life or with this money. And you can't use it like freely, like you're almost like not necessarily selling your soul, but selling your freedom because you're saying I can't take care of myself anymore. I need you to take care of me. So mom and dad, give me a credit card. Tell me my limit and tell me how I can live my life. Selling your soul. I, I, I've heard of, of something similar to that, but I don't have anything official. Yeah. To even yeah. Really speak on that. But but they they have been building these uh internment camps and, and mass graves and, and big ass um underground bunkers and all this for years. So it seems to me like they've been preparing for this exact moment. We just didn't know what all this shit was for, and now it's the looking like sense. it's all going to be utilized. You know, they they're gonna find a way to. To, to take control of this. So so Joe Biden, first thing for it was a dark winter. So like you said, this was planned. He's been talking about this since June, July, that it was going to be a dark winter. And he was saying this whether he won or not. 
So he's been telling us that this was coming. And now that it's here and, and resources are getting low and EDD's going to get cut and they're already freezing people's benefits and their cards, you know, because of all the fraud, because it was the first time in history that they allow self-contractors and, and people, 1099 employees to get unemployment. So this is why so many people were able to do the fraud because it didn't require you to have a work history under your social security number to get the benefits. You just had to know what to enter into a program. You know, we're humans. It's a computer. We can beat the computer every time if we know the, with, the, with the input. Computers react off data that's inputted. So if you can input the right data, you can get the exact results that you're looking for. And that's with every computer system, period, you know? So um, they just had a, a, a hearing with um, with the uh, Jack Dorsey and um, Mark Zuckerberg, and they, they were uh, basically guilty of all type of federal crimes as far as uh, manipulation and bias, you know what I'm saying? If they were half of Trump, you know, then it would be something different, man. So this this whole thing, man, is, is the matrix because they were relying on computers and algorithms to output the output that they want to control society. So we are in the matrix, whether it's a virtual world or the the decisions are being made virtually. Joe Biden asked, he already appointed too much in to people that he appointed, appointing doctors and um, people from big tech. And it seems like orders are the ones that big, bro. in this COVID, you know. Relief fund or whatever, coat. Yeah, man, damn shit. Yeah, shit breaking up, bro. You hear me though? It's like, it's like chopping up every. Yeah, yeah. your volume tone is you chopping up every other word. He didn't even use the phone. It seemed like it. It does this when we the longer the the show is on. That's what I've been noticing. Like when we get to about forty five, fifty minutes, that should start <laughs> tripping. That's what it seemed like on everything. It was going cool all this whole time. Once that time get up there, it'd be like, oh hell no, nah, man. man. Gotta keep the or if we start talking, they over, here hey, they over here trying to play us off like the orchestra. Hey, you, you. <laughs> I mean, they don't never want me to talk my shit, man. No, nope. nah, they don't want you to talk your shit. They don't never want me to talk my shit. Somebody don't yeah, want to hear but, it. But uh, can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah. you good. You good. Still breaking up? No. Nope. So have nope. y'all heard about this Joe Biden? Joe Biden task force about the one with all the doctors and stuff. Um, for the COVID, mm -hmm. um, COVID um, task force. Yeah. yeah. All he's doing is um, formulating a task force, which is what Trump was supposed to have. And the difference is he's supposed to actually listen to these doctors and actually follow their recommendations versus this 
current lame duck president. Um, he's not, you know, he quit listening to people. He starts shutting things down. Um, he wanted to stop reporting cases of COVID just to make it seem like things were getting better when it's not. Um, so with Joe Biden, he's just formulating this task force so he can be up to speed on what this um, disease is. How can we curb it? What do, will it really take? So I'm in agreement with that as long as it's something that's going to get things to a more manageable place where maybe we can get back to some semblance of normalcy. Because this isn't the first type of disease to be out here and it can be controlled. It's just the problem is it wasn't controlled in the beginning in the way that it should have been. So now we're stuck here with it just running rampant. It's so many people I know that got it. So it's like at this point, it's I'm starting to think it's something like the chicken pox. You could try to avoid it, but at some point people gonna get it. And then once you get it you and survive, you won't get it anymore. And then I'm also learning about the treatments the survival rate, what they're not telling people is it's no vaccine, but they have better treatment methods now that they're giving people. And they don't want that widespread because they don't want people to take off masks and go, oh, everything's cool. They want you to be scared, man. They want you to be scared. At the end of the day, I, I believe whatever this task force or whatever the case may be, uh, I think this task force is really for uh, getting uh, getting us scared, getting us scared enough so that the medical world is the biggest gang, one of the biggest gangs in the world, and they about to make their money because now they're going to say the only way, only way you're going to survive COVID is if you get this vaccine. And hey, we put we. We put Joe up in there to get it done. So that's what Joe's going to do. So when Joe want to line us up, hit us with the vaccine. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck that vaccine. They could go ahead and take that vaccine. Hey, we all going to be at the where camp. The sun I, don't shine. I see y'all niggas at the camp, bro. We, I ain't going I nowhere. They're going to kill me. <laughs> ain't going no fucking weird, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to no fucking camp. There's so, a way for everything. Off me. I, off me. I'm going to go, go up there with the father. Fuck them niggas. I ain't going to no damn camp. I don't know who we is. <laughs> Man, we can play Uno or something, bro. You can go and play Uno. <laughs> Fuck that. They gotta be fucked it's going to be like here. a prison yard, man. We're going to be out there doing burpees. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> doing uh, hey, prison hey, burpees. Hey, Ronnie, what you, what you eat for lunch today? Shit, I'm be sipping happily champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here, man. They ain't about to be making me do shit. No, no, sir. I'm going out swinging. I don't know. We all gonna see how it goes, man. Push for that vaccine, man. I don't know my shit. They push it for the vaccine, but they're not letting nobody know about this treatment that's Mm. helping people. Right. They ain't let nobody know. And the only reason why I know about it is because I know they did a news story. See it. They got like three companies that's close. They're close to having a vaccine, 
But the part that they didn't widely televised, I happened to catch it on the news. It was a special news story um, in Chicago on Channel 9, um, WBN rather, um, where they did a story saying that there is a more aggressive treatment that they're giving people who come in with more um, with more serious symptoms that's improving the survival rate of those who get COVID-19. I forgot what the treatment method is, but it is something that they're giving them in addition to breathing treatments and everything else to help these people better survive and get over the virus in the hospital. Um, But I haven't heard too much more about that. And I don't think I ever will, to be honest, because they probably, you know, I like WGN because um, they joke around a lot, but they look up on some good stories and good info. People don't take them serious, but they have some good info. And like, if you don't catch it, you'll miss it because it's not something you'll see anywhere else. They're not widely televising this on, on like um, NBC or anything like that. You're not gonna see it. You're not. I know a person. I know a person personally that they caught COVID. And once they caught COVID, the whole family caught COVID and everything of that nature. And I just started texting them just to see what they were going to do. Right? All I was right, like, man, what was the treatment? Up, man. What was the treatment they get? We get they, they didn't get no treatment. They just told them, hey, 14 days, you get over it. And that was it. Oh, uh, yeah. Was that in the beginning or was that recently? That was in the beginning. Oh, in the beginning, that's what they were telling people to take flu medicine and let it run its course. And but that's different though, because my brother caught it in the beginning and he was actually in the hospital and had to be put on a ventilator. Well, not a ventilator, he was put on the oxygen machine for like a day and then they were monitoring. So it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think Caleb was trying to get us to shut it down. But he's frozen. Sing your song, Ronnie. Oh, would you like to build a snowman? (laughs) 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 Or we can go to Let It Go. Let It Go. Yeah, there he goes. He's back. He's back. Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Get shout outs before we get up out of here. All right, well, I'll kick it off. I'll give my shout outs normal to the politicking crew. Thank y'all for having your girl again. And everybody that's normally a fan of the Vocal Truth Podcast. Shout out to Brandon for Courage, man. man. Shout out I don't to know, man. The they ain't messing with me. That's why I'm going to get the studio open and I'm going to be doing this shit in studio. I'm done with this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brandon of Encouragement. Shout out to Focus on the Future, Running Wild. Shout out to the Politic and uh, Podcast. Shout out to shout out to Disney Frozen. We all up in this, baby. We good. Well, y'all shout out, shout out to Politic and Fam. And then I want to shout out, I want to shout out my daughters. They they've been doing some stuff for me this week. I'm very proud of them. I mean, I can shout out everybody else, but I told them this time I'm going to give them a shout out because they watching from upstairs. So shout out, girls. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Shout out to the Politic and Forum. Uh, shout out to the everybody on the team. Uh, H&S 420. 
Uh, shout out to the people that uh, continues to support, uh, continue. You know, you're going to see some more things out of us. And I just want to say a shout out to all the fucking states in the United States who has fully decriminalized weed. Shout out to y'all. Everybody else needs to jump on board. But shout out to y'all. Uh-oh. So I showed it out Disney. It didn't work. Right. It's on you, Caleb. Would you, you like moving. to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I know about me, and I'm going to build a snowman. I <laughs> <laughs> don't get much snow out here. You know, okay. Can y'all hear me? Out. Yeah, no, yeah, no, trust me, because we gonna get it. <laughs> nah, y'all can't hear me. We can hear you. We can hear you. That's a positive. This some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I froze, man. I ain't got shit, man. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You know, I guess I'll I'll take us out. And we'll be back next week at the same time, y'all. Look at it. <laughs> Do this next week, y'all. Politics in the podcast. We out. All right, man. Wow. Politics in the podcast, man. We, we, we back at y'all next Wednesday, 7 o'clock, man. I don't know what y'all going to do. But I'm going to get to it, man. Politic in the podcast. We out. Oh, oh, shoot. That's classic. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh,